the bare necessities, the simple bare Hello and welcome to That's a Shame, episode 14. That's the one. It's a Sunday. It's the Lord's Day. The Sabbath for many, but not for even more. Actually, well, the more people who think it's a Sabbath are not, probably not, overall. Are you okay? I'm having a lovely day. <laughs> I'm Isaac, and joining me as always, just across the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I make it sound like I'm down there. No, it makes us sound like we're in a dance studio, I think. <laughs> across the bar. Coming to you from the Pineapple Dance Studios, it's That's a Shame You Haven't Said Your Name. I'm Declan. How are you doing, Declan? I'm doing very well. You pumped. Episode 13, hey? What was that like? Ten minutes ago. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, we've recorded a kind of two-parter. Yeah. Not thematically. No. Um, Not in any sense. But put it this way, if the audio quality was bad for the first one, it will be equally bad now. <laughs> Don't go expecting improvements. There are none coming. Oh, just think of all the time, all the stories we can share about the intervening time between episode 13 and 14, though. I had some water. We both looked at our phones for a bit. There was a lot of silence. Yeah, well, we were just enjoying the sound of nothing for a bit. Yeah. Not our own voices. But we did, before we started this two-part bonanza, and I don't use that word often and won't again for some time, um, we planned out some stuff to talk about. Because, of course, this is the last day of your your visit. We're, we're all sorry to see you go, may I say. I'm sorry to be going. Yeah, and to round off your time here in God's own Canterbury, <laughs> as no one refers to it, um, we've taken part in some activities. We have. Made yeah. it sound like dogging. Didn't mean to. Um, <laughs> tell us, Declan, about how we came to find ourselves in prison. Well, you may remember from our anniversary episode that Isaac... That's and, me. And his friend Jacob... That's me. Didn't sound like that. ...had previously taken part in an escape room... Yes. ...at the wonderful Dodgem and Floss. Well, it turns out... At the not so wonderful <laughs> Dodgerman Turns Foss out the okay in Canterbury, and we were making our way downtown, yeah. just like that song, <laughs> Priscilla. What's her name? Uh, and we walked past a bar that mm-hmm. we have frequented Every that you'll hear night. about later. Yes, and there was a sign on the window of the Canterbury walls mm. saying "Escape Room Within." Within a wall. Imagine that. <laughs> Where better for a room? So we went home and uh, looked it up, and it turns out that inside the old prison cells here in Canterbury. Yeah. You in just, case you missed that. <laughs> just hammering that home. <laughs> we're, we're not uh, working for Canterbury <laughs> Tourist Board, although someone should. They have another, a second yeah. escape room. Imagine that. So we booked it at once. A town this boring. Every, like, the only thing people can be doing is escaping from rooms. That's yeah. all there is here. That and then drinking, but not after two. Not after, like, yeah, 2pm. <laughs> it's probably shut now. Yeah. Dreadful. So, yeah, it's built, this pub, the Pound Bar, I suppose is more accurate. Yeah. Is built inside the original walls of the Cathedral City. Uh, not the Chiefs. Of Canterbury. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's it's done nicely. Like, it's all... They've done mm. well to kind of yeah. keep the original... I don't know why I'm telling you this, but they've done well to, to keep some of the original features of yes. the building, of which none is better preserved than you lead yourself up this weird kind of indoor fire escape staircase. There was a special button that had to be, like, beeped open so you could go up a gate. And inside, you're met by, yeah, the original 
Victorian-ish jail cells. Madness. Hmm. Tell us about our host, Lucas. our games master, what as he man. described himself. Yes, what a man. Yes. He was dressed in a sort of velvet three-piece suit. Mm. Of, At 10pm, a um, bold choice. He was an interesting man. He had the sort of weird position, because I remember when you spoke about the Dodger and Floss one, one yeah. of the things that you lamented was... The lack of theme, yes. really, and the the lack of commitment from the personnel, by which I mean that one that person. one woman who was there, yeah, uh, yeah. So to, you guys, you're in prison. Um, just get out. That yeah, was, that was about it. But with Lucas, we had a, a slightly different experience in that he sat us down for a little chat beforehand. Yeah, just normal chat. Yeah, he was just. You know, talk to us about Although, um, had we done escape rooms before. I did wonder if he was dropping any clues. Oh uh, yeah, I thought that it might. Well, I thought that the room we were in then was the escape room. Yeah, we were in a. And there was room. almost nothing in it, so I was thinking <laughs> quite the puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> and also the door was open. Yeah. So, uh, so he was just having a chat with us, and then quite casually, he was like, "Oh yeah, you'll have to put all your stuff in the boxes uh-huh. here." So we put our stuff down, and he was like, um, "Yeah." All right, okay, uh, turn and face the wall. Going to put a hood on you. <laughs> Lucas, I'm not that kind of girl. <laughs> I haven't even bought us a drink. Uh, so we, we put we had these black hoods on us, like we, Abu Ghraib yeah, or something. Yeah, we looked like we were about to be beheaded in an ISIS video. Yeah. Uh, and then we had, we, he led us down a corridor. Yeah. I had to like put my, we were doing like a slow, tragic oh, yeah. conga, funereal conga. <laughs> As occult crimes would describe it, as we led, I was behind Declan, sort of ambling slowly. Like we, it was kind of like having to dig your own grave. Yeah. Bit like walking your own way to the execution. Lucas rang an inordinately loud bell right, right next, next to our ears. The old head. Um, and then he led us down, and but during this time he was still just sort of chatting to us. He was like, "So obviously, you know, uh, you have to get out here. There'll be sort of various stuff to do." He had a chatting. bit more gravitas to his voice now, though. He was like. If you manage to make it this far. Yeah. But then it was still it, fairly it was conversational. conversational. Yeah. And then we had to go into the room, walk to the end, hands out in front so I didn't smash my nose. I was assuming wall. you were going to like walk off a cliff or yeah. into a pool. And then as soon as I got to the wall, he went to the door. And then very suddenly it was just, it is 1833. <laughs> the year was 1734. <laughs> It was amazing. Doctor whatever was in his cell. Professor. Was he professor? He was. Blimey. He was doing all kinds of horrid experiments. It was a crime and punishment lab. Yeah. uh, Killing them. Putting them in a starvation box. Yep. Electric chair. What we're saying is Lucas gave it his all. Yeah. And to great effect. I was on edge. Terrified. It is an... It's odd that it does make me nervous because not a lot does. But the fact that you're at the beck and call of lovely though he was a clearly mad man yeah Lucas oh yeah um and locked in I don't know there's something about being locked in and knowing that someone's watching you the whole time Mm. I feel very judged as well we might because spoiler we did not escape (laughs) within the hour no we were very close we were 30 seconds over yeah and uh, I maintain for reasons of practicality rather than Problem solving. Yeah, the main our main trouble was that, I mean, if, if we could be criticised for one thing, it was 
overthinking and underlooking. Yeah. So I'm not, as Declan said in episode 12, I have a great ability to filter out apparently irrelevant detail. Yeah. And whilst a lot of, he did make it really clear to us at the beginning. He was like, don't, this exact phrase, which what a great thing to say about an escape room. Don't take anything for granted. Yeah. Well, how, Lucas? What could you mean? And what it turns out he meant is that a box that has two metal poles in it, really obviously, might also, under a bit of sawdust in the corner, have the key you're looking for. <laughs> Tiny little key in a giant fuck-off box. So we uh, we lost a bit of time with that. The, perhaps the funniest waste of time, going back to Lucas's message of not taking anything for granted, was the fact that the first room we yeah, were so in... Yeah, so you're inside a tight... <laughs> they're all... Well, they're all old prisons. Yes. And at the time, our expectation, well, we knew that we'd have to travel through a few because we could see, we'd seen like where you come in, where the bell was. We knew the bell wasn't right outside the door we were in. But the room we were first in looked, it could have housed the majority of the puzzle. Yeah. And And there was lots of stuff in there. Yeah. And the end of the puzzle could be you open that door, go out, down a corridor, ring the bell, you're done. Yeah. Turns out, lads, the, uh, the door, door was, was unlocked. <laughs> and so this was the, which I think is a really clever Very. idea. Yeah. So it was just a psychological barrier. The first, there was a lot of irrelevant detail in that room. Yeah. Which is not a criticism. It was nice theming. Yeah. It was, well, to keep you, to yeah, to keep you, you looking around, looking at the fact trying that to open you were this. very much partially free. Yeah. What a cool idea. The whole takeaway, like, we're not going to, it's too complicated. There was too much. Yeah, to it was a re- very, very good. Yeah, room. the takeaway was it was miles above the offering. I still enjoyed the other one. Yeah. But what concerns me is that as the two, turns out there is another escape room in Canterbury, guys. Oh, yeah. Who knew? But as the two that are close to each other, they do a group offering where if there are like six of you or something, they split your group and three will do one while three do the other, then you swap. Here's the scoop. Don't be doing the Dodger and Floss one first. Yeah. <laughs> you will be disappointed. Or, no, do do the Oh, yes, one. yes, do do that one first. <laughs> Don't do it second. Don't do it second. It will be underwhelming. Yeah, you wouldn't want to travel from... Because they had, like, custom-made machines that yeah, were... Yeah, it was honestly so well done. Yeah. The, the, the one thing... Because the, the controls that he had over us, or the, the ways that he had of communicating with us were, there was a little bell a little ding for if he was going to give us a clue on a little screen. Yeah. Um, there was this horrid siren for if we were... Do- <laughs> it sounded like Chernobyl was yeah. moving For if we were doing you. anything potentially dangerous or anything that was going to damage... Which we never got. No, thankfully. Um, but then the only other real thing that he had was this ticking. It's passive-aggressive. Yes, which was a kind of, you're wasting time or don't don't be doing that, yeah. don't bother doing that. It was like you're, you're either travelling down a dead end... Or the thing you're doing, hurry you're, the fuck yeah, you're up. taking too long. So um, we we had a couple of instances of that, like reading stuff too much. Yeah. Um, and then there was this post box. Uh, <laughs> there was a post box. Right and, outside the first. And it was locked door. and there was nothing on it. But I could feel that the door could open. Yeah. But, it, you know, it was it, it, there was a lock. And we didn't have anything. There was no post. No, none. Um and we had this huge tray of gold coins. Yeah, there was a button in a drawer. And when I pressed it, it there was a horrible clatter behind us, yeah. which was an unnerving moment. As all these little tokens, they looked like those things that people use when they don't want to put a pound coin in a shopping trolley. Yeah. Um, they all appeared in a chute. And they, they came out. And I thought that maybe it could be like a pressure trigger, that if we put enough weight 
into yeah. in through the post box that it would trigger the lock. And there are two good reasons to think that. One is that that is a common thing in puzzles, like yep. puzzle boxes. All Fleb fans, and I'm sure we all count ourselves amongst them, wouldn't they? Exactly. That you can get like a small, you can very precisely work out what will defeat a magnet and will let stuff fall through. And also the little coins had, they they were plain sort of brass looking tokens yeah. and they looked like weights. They looked like you'd stack, like they'd yeah, be exactly. a gram each or something. Yeah. Um, so I put a handful of those. So Declan started sending those yeah. to everyone he knew. <laughs> I shoved a handful of those in. Nothing happened. Um, there was a coin slot, but there was something blocking it. So we we're like, well, it's, they don't go in there. We were still stuck in this first section. Yeah. Uh, so I suggested we put some more coins in the post box. <laughs> Cause if it's, in, it's very we one hadn't note. had the ticking to, no, to imply exactly. So I grabbed two handfuls of coins mm. and walked out to the post box. And as soon as I put my hands up to it, this <laughs> ticking just went tick tock, tick tock. <laughs> I was like, all right. Fine. <laughs> it might as well just said, fuck off, leave my coins alone. Yeah. And it turned out there was one coin that would go in because it had like special grooves etched into it that would bypass the coin slot. Yeah. Thank the fuck we didn't post that coin. Yeah. That otherwise. The end. <laughs> he said he had a plan B. I but can't imagine what on earth it could have plan been. Plan B was just leaf. <laughs> just, <laughs> just leave us there. <laughs> don't yeah. ever let us out. Um, but yeah, it was good. It uh, was really fun. Even though we, you know, the other thing that cost us was this pole. Oh, that was a... This fucking pole. Which we can test simply wasn't working. Yeah, because there was no individual puzzle that we didn't solve immediately. No. Um, there are some that take more time, like there were these... Uh, they they were like prints. What's the word for that? Stamps. Stamps. Certainly. There you go. And um, you had to match up symbols and then turn them over, and they had like different names on it, and it got all quite convoluted. So that puzzle, all the steps were obvious. It just took a while to do. But the the puzzle that cost us the most time was this pole. And like I said, you opened this big chest to find a load of sawdust, uh, two components that's. Uh, like screwed together to make a long metal crook and it turns out a fucking key that was hidden beneath <laughs> all this sawdust but as soon as we had the pole it was clear that there was a hole in a, a kind of wooden thing that was housing all these tools on the opposite wall there was a big hole at the top and you could shove this pole down and it was the middle of a big chest of drawers so you could pull out different individual drawers and they all had a hole cut into them mm-hmm. to allow the pole to travel down and we did that we you had to pull them all to a different level there was like a line you could line up to work out and kind of jimmy it through did that and uh nothing happened so we were like okay well maybe it's uh magnetic yeah because it's a metal pole it has very conspicuously like i didn't need to be metal it turned out um so we tried really slowly like levering it down and pulling it back up like sad fishermen every time it would emerge from their <laughs> ice hole fuck all fish had chosen to bite and eventually i think we got a, he gave us a clue there he went ding so we went to look at the clue and it was just a picture of what we were doing yeah <laughs> oh thanks lucas and then we really helped we tried it again and then we got another ding and yep. it was the same picture yeah useful Eventually, I, I think we solved it by just happening to... Tugging have, at the drawers. Yeah, basically. And it came out a bit too far. But that cost us about three and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> that was the majority of our time. Yeah. And then again, we, we could have got out, but the f- very final clue, we had one last four-digit 
number that we yeah. needed for the final padlock to get out. And we had a minute left. Yeah. Um, and it turns out that the, you had to, Isaac had to listen to a phone call. I was at the lock ready to put it in. And Isaac had to listen to this phone call in order yeah. to find <laughs> yeah. out what the final clue was. And the phone call was about 90 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> he was telling me all about like what his family were up to. <laughs> Hi, this is Professor, whatever his name is. And then it took him literally 20 seconds of explaining the kind of plot we've gone through. Hope you're having a nice time in my crime and punishment lab. Yeah. And then he was like, what's that? I've got, I've got to get out of here. The, the map, the map. And I was like, what about the map? <laughs> it turned out that it just had the code on it. Yeah. It was just four digits. Like he was like, my coordinates are on the map. And they were there. They were just there. Four. So we, we would have got out if that phone call hadn't it was been fu- nine hours. I was, I was very stressed at that point mm, there because like, we were at exact opposite ends of what yeah. was probably about 30 feet separating us. And then we had the music from Interstellar just ramping the fuck up. Screaming at us. It was like, they did really well to conjure the atmosphere. And it's really, I would like to again reiterate that I think escape rooms have the potential to be like the best experience Absolutely. you can pay for. Because yeah. it's like immersive theatre, but without any of the often wankiness Bullshit. that accompanies it. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. really cool. So we're going to... We found another one in Canterbury because yeah. apparently two is not enough for a tiny city. And uh, we'll do that another day. Although I'll have to do one with my girlfriend first. Before she <laughs> because she's going to get very you. angry. <laughs> it's episode 14 and that's her favourite number. So there's a little shout out to Placate. That's all the escape room stuff I had to discuss. I think. Yeah. We, we, went, drink we went downstairs to, to the bar. We had a nice chat with him to kind of dissect our failure. Yep. And he was like, oh, what what went on, lads? <laughs> you were so close. Like, yeah, I mean. he, he very kindly admitted that at one point he did stop watching. Yeah. Because I, I, I did wonder. I was like, it's, it was because we went, we had a 10 o'clock slot for this. 10 p.m. It was, it was night. Yeah. Uh, and I was thinking, you know, there's been slots what every hour for the last yeah, however many hours. I think they give themselves an hour for the thing, an hour to reset. Yeah, so... So he'd been doing it all day. Yeah, and uh, and so I did wonder, and so I was quite grateful to him for admitting that at one point he just, just did just stop watching. Yeah. He was suddenly wearing a fez oh, when yeah. we went back. Got all Tommy Cooper when yeah. we emerged. But he was he was very nice, and uh, he 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 went to check the pole and had trouble operating it himself. Yeah. So you know. So what we're saying is, um, yeah, we did escape. We just didn't escape well. No. Yeah. Um, we went downstairs to the bar. Lovely. 10% off. That was good. Only for the first round, though. Was it only for the first round? I didn't tell you that at the time. Don't want to upset you. (laughs) Bastards. I'd have kicked off. (laughs) We've been sitting. We've been going to this bar. Well, that should have been more clear. Yeah. Clearer. It said off your bill. So I guess we could have asked for a tab. Yeah, that's what. As we were there. So we were there pretty much every night that you've been here. Well, not quite, but. Three. Yeah. Half then. (laughs) And we've been. We've been like taking our laptops and working on our script stuff and other such things. But we've every night been able to sit. It's a normal bar built into, again, the walls of the city. But if you go down the, there's like a corridor, there are these cells and they're the original cells, but they've been done up like the Red Room from Twin Peaks, crossed with a kind of seedy interrogation. Ashes to ashes or something. It's really cool. And no one usually has a, bothered us there mm. that all changed last night because we as two people in a room that's ostensibly made for about sit, 10 yeah 12 yeah 15 easily uh so we we get a few funny looks through the door every people walk past and then won't say they'll be like 
oh, this one's got people in, and then I walk off and be like, there's only two of them in that giant room. Fuck off. Yeah. We so, both have good don't come in faces. Yeah, very. We've yeah. sort of perfected those. Um, and then last night, Isaac went to get around, and I was left in the room, and we had that exact experience, this sort of group walk past. And uh, a guy was like, well, there's only one person in there. And I just looked through the door at him. And then they went down to the next one, and that was full. And they came back, and he was like, well, we could just go and sit in on with one person in it while looking at me. Oh, but you've got to remember that for their perspective as well, you're all, like, illuminated in soft red lighting. Yeah. It would be like going to sit with the devil himself. So I just stared back, and his friends were like, nah. nah. <laughs> Let's, <laughs> Let's not chance on. it. So then later in the night, I went to get around. Yeah. And I was queuing next to these absolute lunatics. <laughs> They're just genuine mentals mm-hmm. uh, who couldn't quite decide what they were having, who, how they were paying. They were trying to talk to all sorts of people. Um, what you're saying is you took our, our fucking age. Yeah. You were gone for hours. Yeah. So I, uh, I got the drinks eventually, came back to our cell, there was Isaac yep. in his little chair I at the sit, end. I sit, yeah, I sit at the right, head, head of the, of the table, table, directly opposite on the opposite the side. Um, and then, lo and behold, on one of the benches were my three favourite lunatics from <laughs> <on> the bar. <laughs> <laughs> nice of them to join. Yeah. No, I'd already fended off a few people, but there was something about this crowd that suggested first they asked so sheepishly, and they seemed to be like, "Really, is it? Is he your friends coming back?" Is it, but you might, like maybe we could just squeeze. I was like, yeah, okay, fine. And but they also had, I'd overheard their conversation as they'd gone up and down a few times, mm-hmm. hoping that in the seconds between each lap, people would <laughs> disapparate <laughs> into dust or something and clear up a space. And there would have been a weird. You could tell there was an odd dynamic here. Yeah. So I thought if we're going to let people in, let's let people in who will be a source of entertainment and podcast exactly. material. And it turned out that they were both. <laughs> Let's introduce them. A cast of characters. There's, well, I mean, there was there was one girl whose name I can't remember. I remember all their names. Oh. Close to, as they were sitting, I'm at the head of the table. Next to me was the, he seemed at the time to be the de facto leader of the group. Turns out. Turns out. Anything but. Everyone hates Anthony. <laughs> yeah. Is the name of his autobiography. <laughs> Anthony was a... Uh, you know, he was just a, a, one of the lads. He'd one been at home, lads. it turned out, by himself, just down in pints, like, living his life. I think he'd watched the football match. Yeah. And then he'd been like, you know what, I'm going to hit the pound, and I'm going to hit it hard. And he had hit it hard by worming his way by- <laughs> into the, I won't say graces, because no. they hated him, of uh, two girls. There was Claudia from Claudia. Turkey. And Rebecca from Rebecca. from being about seven and a half feet tall. That's the one. Uh, so it turned out that the group had come together. They'd yeah. formed um, because Claudia and Rebecca were smoking a joint yeah. somewhere in the street. Which we don't advocate. And that's a shame. No. But we don't, you know, no, do what you want. Yeah. I don't have a strong stance to know I said that. Yeah. I just felt really responsible for a second in case our listenership is like eight-year-olds. No. I don't think it is. Um, so, and he had come up and asked if he could just go, he asked if they were going to the pound. Uh-huh. And they said, yeah. And he asked if he could come with them. And they said, no. 
And so his And that's where the story should have ended yeah. <laughs> for Anthony. And so his his bargaining year. strategy, bold man that he is, was to say, Well, okay, how about you let me come with you and you let me share <laughs> your joint and in return I'll buy you a drink each. I think he'd promised drinks plural. Oh dear. I think it was an ongoing offer. Oh dear. What an error. Indeed, because he bought for some reason they acquiesced. Yeah. Um, they were bought a pint each uh-huh. of the lovely Kozal What a lager. drink. Very Cheapest lovely. one there. Gorgeous. Best one there. Exactly. Um, but that was it, it turns out, because the night really fell apart. Then. Yeah. So this, what was nice was that um, it's nice when you get introduced to a dynamic that immediately defeats its own existence because we, I just thought they were all friends. Yeah. Having... A, while you weren't there, it began to be more awkward between them. And I'd said, like, I'd been polite, but nothing more. Because yeah. I was reading an article on my phone. I wasn't going to, like, yeah. weigh in on the chat. But I'd been listening and enjoying immensely the increasingly long, awkward silences between... There was, like, the girl in the middle, Claudia, who was completely fucked. She was the drunkest I've seen. Who was just sort of having her own conversation by herself. And then the two on either side were just having at each other, but in a really like passive aggressive, not always realizing it way. Yeah. And it was like watching a not a, not a comedy, <laughs> a uh, you know a gritty, a really depressing drama. Pinter. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, quite the vibe. Yeah, it was it was great because there was there were lots of dynamics going on. There was a we described it later as the perfect triangle in that both Claudia and Rebecca hated Anthony. Increasingly as well. There was a trajectory. Yeah. But then it was revealed that Rebecca hated both of them. So much so that she left her friend to die. Yeah. we Because the idea was all of being in the pound was to avoid going to this horrid place called the Cuban. Which apparently is the only other place in Canterbury that stays open late. And it's filled with rapey teenagers. Yeah. It's like where like first years and sixth formers go. Yeah. It sounds like a horrible... It also looks atrocious. Yeah. It's a really like straight line. With a disco at the end. <laughs> yeah. With like one light. By the time we'd been in that room with these people for maybe half an hour, yeah. uh, Rebecca was hatching a plan to escape with just us. <laughs> and our plan was always to head to McDonald's, which is Very that much. end of town anyway. Yeah. So we knew we'd have to go that way. So we thought, squeeze in one more drink. We were like, yeah, we if home. there's a drink open, we'll go. Otherwise, it'll be McDonald's in bed. Plus... And a cult crimes. I couldn't help but feel a bit sorry for Rebecca, because... She had two horrible friends. Yeah, two really <laughs> horrible not friends. Yeah. And she seemed mostly all right. Yeah. She seemed... At first, I really hated her because she was just... It seemed being just really horrible. But then but, when I realised that Anthony was an absolute <laughs> idiot Anthony, Anthony and started joining in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Then then the fun. bonding began. Um, so, Claudia was... It was very much like a soap as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Because Claudia was in love with someone called Remy, who wasn't present. Oh, yeah, we learnt so much she, about it. But yeah. she promised not to text him, but oh, then Rebecca took her seven phone. seven messages to <laughs> Remy, guys. And Remy doesn't like her. He's just... she was horrible, unlovable. And she's going back to Turkey in two days. Though. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, she's got to seize every opportunity she has. And so, to that end, having been banned from talking to Remy, she just launched herself <laughs> at, at the nearest at male, Anthony. Uh, Anthony, who initially introduced himself as Ant. 
Then he left the room oh, yeah, for, for a, a large amount of time. In which and, it becomes clear that he probably grew up a lot. He joined the mob. Yeah. He'd been in prison. He'd done a five stretch. Yeah. He'd been, you know, he'd become addicted to cigarettes. And he came back reborn. As Tony. Hey, guys. You can call me Tony now. Yeah. What happened, to, what happened to Anthony? That boy is dead. Yeah. I the man know. is here. Now. I don't know Anthony. <laughs> uh, so he came back, sadly. Yeah. We tried our best not to have him return. Which is difficult when you're not moving from Yeah, a lovely when you're stuck street. in a, a corridor with only one exit. Mm. Um, but yeah, Claudia launched herself at Anthony. Quite literally. Who, despite previous rebukes, just sort of went along with it. Yeah, so we were just ignoring that happening, talking about leaving. Yeah. Left. Left. <laughs> Literally ran down the corridor yeah. away from them. And then along the longest, straightest yeah. street in <laughs> the world. It's the worst street to hide from anyone on. <laughs> well, they could clearly just see us walking away from them and not responding to, I their, feel like to their cries. If you were to shoplift on Canterbury High Street at any point and there were a policeman on any other point of it, they could just watch you leave and, <laughs> and just kind of walk behind you knowing that you're just launching yourself down the straightest path yeah forever um we got to the cuban oh shut very close <laughs> not a, not a bad thing wasn't disappointed no my heart was set on a double cheeseburger yeah um so we got up to mcdonald's we were thinking then that that would be where the interaction ended um rebecca bless her dauntless in yeah. her crusade for another drink in that way that only there's a certain amount of drunk where you just become extremely confident in your ability to kind of affect the universe just yeah. through sheer force of will. Oh, there'll be somewhere open. In that we no. we sort of looked it up and there was nothing to suggest that it was open. And indeed other place. looked at it from the other side <laughs> of the road. And saw that it was shut. But she was absolutely No, it's just the vibe. It's a very dark joint. Uh, okay. Now, there was part of us that thought maybe we should just leave it here. Yeah. Cut, you know, end the trio. It's been fun while it lasted. <laughs> uh, Every band has to break up eventually. But then we thought we can't be the last two people to see her alive. <laughs> as because she, as my she alibi walked, is yeah, questionable. As she walked into an underpass. And into, oh yeah, because you have to go under, like you say, yeah. under this big main road. And it's a terror. It's yeah. an occult tunnel. It's where... Every crime ever happened in Luther. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> to my recollection. All of the same day. Yeah. So we thought... Fine. So okay, we'll we cross the road. followed her. Which wasn't as easy as it sounds because, like, though she was stumbling, she did have she the longest legs of anyone <laughs> I've ever seen. She just did one step across the <laughs> yeah, road. She, could have, she didn't need the underpass. <laughs> it was like into the woods. Yeah. When she and, was looking for her husband. And so uh, we sort of came to the other side. Would like you believe it? Everywhere we shot. Wow. News to me. We decided then that it was probably best to to definitely yeah. end things. Uh, she was considering coming to McDonald's for food, but thankfully asked us for our opinion on the matter. Nah, you're and not going to want to do and that. And was, you should probably just go home. Yeah, it's not the place to be, actually. There's a really dark vibe around McDonald's yeah. at this hour. I considered that we probably should have walked her home. Oh, Because she I've said she didn't leave, live more far away. I'm willing to put into but, any yeah, stranger. Firstly far too much effort and secondly that is perhaps worse than if you just leave them in town (laughs) if you walk someone home and then they're found then they're found dead well that's on us yeah um sadly 
No idea what happened to Claudia and Anthony. Well, One or both of them is definitely all, dead. Yeah, it was a triple homicide. <laughs> At each other's hands. <laughs> all found in the escape room in different pods. Yeah. Um, Dreadful affair. But we had our McDonald's. A happy ending. Exactly. So who's the real winner? Once again, us. us. And now you, listeners, to That's a Shame. We're going to move on to Hooked. This is another, this is hopefully the last of our shorter episodes. Let us yeah. know what you think about them, though. Is this a good length? Is it a bad length? Do you want more? Do you want less? Have you stopped listening? Probably won't email them. We all remember we left Hooked at a characteristically yeah. brilliant... Pivotal moment. Yeah. Where Tiffany exactly? has run upstairs. It's yeah. revealed that the baby is Dad's. her father's. Yeah. So it's Tiffany's From the crazy sister. woman, Jessica. Is her name? Yeah, it was Jessica. Yep. Mum has been sitting on all this information like a police informant too scared to operate. But has suddenly divulged everything. Yeah. Um, she's advised Tiffany to go upstairs. Tiffany looks out the window and, and sees that Jessica see? has a gun. Oh my God. So let's go from, uh, go look from the upstairs bathroom. Get away from the ground floor. Okay. I can see her. I, I think she has a gun. <gasps> OMG, OMG, OMG. <laughs> Imagine texting. That's so cumbersome to text, isn't yep. it? Where are the police? On the way. That poor baby. I can't let that psycho woman find She's her. She's very selfless, Tiffany. I'm going I'm going down there to get her. Tiffany, what did I say? Do not go into the basement. It's for your own good. I have to do something. I'm not hiding in a bathroom while my <laughs> sister screams for help. She's also very open to new family. She's yeah. only found out this baby existed for one minute. She's not judgmental. She's already calling her sister. Mm, she's calling her a bastard. Tiffany, for once, will you just listen to me? Mum, I love you. But I'm going downstairs. And that, I'm afraid, is <laughs> the, the end of Where Is She? Part, Part one. one. I There's mean, we... three episodes of this. Yeah. This one, the description is uh, of part two. Tiffany hears a weird noise in the basement and discovers a dark... Se- well, that, that's already happened. Dark secret about her parents. I think let's do a little taste of part two, if you can get it yeah, up. Yeah, I, I have. It starts with Tiffany's line. I can't hear the baby anymore. God, it's cold down here. It's so dark. I, I can't see a thing. We well, shouldn't be going down there. Mum, will you call it, please? <laughs> Chill, Mum. <laughs> oh, great. The light on the stairs isn't working. Just my luck. Please be it's careful. It's turned into some sort of like... Just fast. my luck. Wop, 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 wop. <laughs> I'm fine. I- I'm using my cell phone like... Jeez, I haven't been down here in a long time. What, downstairs? <laughs> this place is really creepy. It's just a basement. A place for people to store their junk, Mum so says. why would Dad bring a newborn down here? It's so dark and cold. Something doesn't feel right. What do you mean? I don't know. Something's just... Off. Oh, no. Oh, and there's a terrible Something smell. Something is off. What are you and Dad keeping down here? <gasps> I'm literally gagging. What do you see? Uh, nothing but boxes right now. I'm heading away from the smell. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be sick. I wish you would have waited for me. I really didn't want you in the basement. Too late. <laughs> Too late. I'm going to check the laundry room. Is that in the basement? Or is she oh. just done with the basement? Oh, well, this is great. The light in here doesn't work either. <laughs> Tiffany's become so, so sort of <laughs> like cynical. Cold. Yeah. Oh, this is what the... great. I think I see something moving. What is it? I don't know. It's on the floor by the washing machine. 
WTF. I'm going to move closer. Please be careful. Oh my God. It's the baby. Ah! This has been episode 14. If that's a shame. <laughs> if like us, you are hooked. We'll see you next Wednesday for a further taste of Tiffany's misadventures in the basement. In the dark, washing, lightless field. <laughs> uh, I've been Isaac. You've been... Declan. You can find me at Cynical Declan. And me at Isaac BD. You can follow the show at That's a Shamecast. We've got a contest. Go and enter at shame.city slash contest. Shame.city for all our episode notes, photos, that sort of stuff. And uh, TAS at shame.city if you want to get in touch. This has been episode 14 and we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Simple bare necessities Forget about your worries and your strife I mean the bare necessities Oh, Mother Nature's recipes That bring the bare necessities of life For me, the bare necessities of life will come to you. Come to you